All right, welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I am your host for this evening as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I'm so grateful for everything that God is doing throughout this podcast and especially throughout this series of unqualified series that God has, has um, allowed me and gave me um, insight and revelation concerning having the feeling of being um, feeling unqualified to do uh, and fulfill God's purpose for your life. So that's the series that God has been having me on. We've talked about um, certain subjects such as obedience versus sacrifice. We talked about um, war against the flesh and the spirit. We talked about uh, fear of change. We talked about um, lack of faith. And last week we talked about distraction. So we're going to go over a quick review of um, the what the podcast was last week and then we're going to continue on because a lot for me to cover hi regime um so we're gonna um go through that we're gonna say a word of prayer we're gonna get right into tonight's podcast all right thank you holy spirit i thank you father god for your presence god i thank you god for being here right now god holy spirit i ask that you truly have your way god saturate this place saturate the homes and the places of the people that are watching god i come before you humbly as I can. God, I thank you, God, for choosing me, God, for such a time as this. I count it a privilege and an honor to be used, God, for your glory. Move through me, Holy Spirit. Decrease me, decrease me, Father. May you increase heavily through me, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way. May your people, that Father God, truly receive all that you have to say. I thank you, Father God, that your words shall not fall on deaf ears. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we, God, will grow together and be more teachable, Father God. And I thank you, Father, that you get all the glory. You get all the praise and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you again for those that are tuning in, watching on Instagram and on Facebook, and are watching on our wonderful um, podcast platform. Um, for those of you that don't know, we do also have, I know you see me live on here on Facebook, on Instagram, but we do also have um, Imperfectly Perfect Live is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Anchor, Radio Public, and so all of those different ones. And if you feel the need that to rather listen on the go than watch, then we do have that available for you as well. So let's get into tonight's podcast. So last week we talked about we were continuing, of course, our series of unqualified series. And our last week, our topic was distractions. Our topic last week was distractions. And just to give you a brief review, unqualified again is not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task. Not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task. So in other words, it means that you feel not fit to do um the test that is that is, uh, that is at hand. And so what we learned also through this series is that there's nothing that can unqualify us to do the will of God. Not our past, not our imperfections. There's nothing, nothing that we can say or do that can unqualify us. There are some things that can disqualify us. There are some things that can disqualify us. So, you know, as far as you um, being qualified, there's nothing can unqualify you. But as you follow Christ, and if you are not obedient to God's word, you can be disqualified. So don't think that just because you um, can't be unqualified, there is still a way for you to be disqualified. So, and then also last week, we talked about different distractions that we have in our lives, such as TV, such as music, such as social media, as um, relationships that we should not be in, friendships that we should not have, connections, period. Um, we talked about those different things. And we also talked about tools to keep you from being distracted. 
tools that keep you from being distracted, such as prayer and fasting, um, such as reading the word of God, having accountability partners, making sure that you are held accountable for your actions and making sure that you're reading the word of God and applying it to your lives. So those are some things that we talked about last week. If you did not see last week's podcast, please go to I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page. I have all the podcasts on that page. And also you can go to, like I mentioned earlier, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and go on there and you can listen to the podcast from last week as well all right guys so we're going to be talking about continuing our series unqualified series Toya. we're continuing our unqualified series and tonight we're talking about the topic of being unteachable being unteachable and i was like wow god when god laid that on my spirit to talk about i was um i'm never i don't really want to say shocked but I was like, I was blown away. I was, well, I guess they're still shocked that God gave me that topic because I was like, okay, God, because um, I thank God for the ability to be able to hear God's voice. And I thank God for being able to know the timing. Um, and I'm not saying that I get it, you know, right all the time because I am imperfect. And so you know, I don't always get it right. But I thank God for most of the time that I do get it right and that I hear God's voice. And I was like, okay, God, what are you talking about being unteachable? So thinking about the climate that we're in now and, <laughs> and it's no offense to anybody. But there's a lot of people that are popping up with podcasts, a lot of people that have YouTube channels, a lot of people that, you know, and with me having a podcast and, you know, and I'm not saying it if it's anybody because as you can see, I have a podcast. But with that, you know, everybody coming up with their own blogs and their own websites and their own, you know, teachings and all of that, it seems like everybody wants to teach, but nobody wants to listen. And the climate that we're in with everybody popping up with podcasts and teachings and Facebook lives and radio shows and all of this, everybody wants to teach, but nobody wants to listen. And that's what God was shedding light on me today is that not saying that if you do have a podcast or YouTube channel, whatever your platform is, that is not meant for you to have it. But you have to be careful when you are in the front. Are you in the, when you are in the front and you're teaching others and you get so big headed and get so consumed with yourself to the point that you're not teachable, that you can't learn from others. Because the reality matter is, is that, yes, I'm before you guys every single week for the most part. But I make sure that I'm being fed. My pastors, Pastor Charles and Pastor Tracy, I'm being fed by them. You know, I watch also Pastor Jimmy Ellis. I get fed by him. I get fed by different other men and women of God to make sure that I am learning myself. I'm not just because I'm before you doesn't mean that, oh, oh, Trinice thinks she, no, 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 no. That's not my, you know, because it truly, truth be told, I would much rather be in the background. Like, and that's the God to honest truth. I would much rather be behind the camera than be before you. That's the God honest truth. But the fact of the matter is that even when you are before people and you're teaching people and you have to be on the forefront, remain humble. 
remain humble. Don't get to the point where you think that just because you made it, just because you've become Instagram famous, just because you got a name for yourself, that you can't learn. And there's nothing that nobody can teach you. So those, that's what we're going to be talking about this evening. Again, we're talking about unqualified series and we're talking about the subtopic of unteachable. So what does unteachable mean? Unteachable is basically cannot be taught or unwilling to learn. If you are unteachable, that means that you are, that you cannot be taught or you are unwilling to learn. Both of those things are, are bad on so many levels. And we're going to talk about in a moment some characteristics of being unteachable and understanding why being unteachable is bad on so, so many levels. So let, before we go there, let's go to Proverbs chapter 26, verse 12 in the Amplified Version, which explains um, the, why, how, why God looks at being unteachable um, as not being obedient to him. So again, Proverbs chapter 26, verse 12, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Hi, Shantae. Hi, Ashley. And it says, do you see a man who is unteachable and wise in his own eyes and full of self-conceit? There is more, more hope for a fool than for him. Wow. Again, it says, do you see a man who is unteachable and wise in his own eyes and full of self-conceit? There is more hope for a fool than for him. My God. So basically God is saying that if you're walking around unteachable, you're walking around unteachable. Nobody can tell you anything. Nobody can, you know, can help you out. The word of God, this, this, this is the word of God's words, not my words. So think, don't think that I'm calling you a fool. I'm just reading the word. You can quote it. Proverbs 26 verse 12. It says there is more hope for a fool than for him. So if you are walking around unteachable, there is more hope for a fool than it is for you. God's words, not mine. Moving on. So what I want to get into now, now that we understand the magnitude of why it's important to be teachable. Let's go over some signs that prove that we're unteachable. Three signs. They're all, and they're all three of them are really correlating together, but three signs that you, that prove that you're unteachable. First and foremost, if you, a clear indication that you are unteachable is that you are prideful. A clear indication that you are unteachable. Number one is that you are prideful. You're prideful. What does prideful mean? Arrogant and disdainful. Arrogant and disdainful. If you want me to break it down even more, let's go. I can break it down even more for you. Arrogant means unpleasantly proud and behaving as if you are more important than or know more than other people. So if you are prideful, that means that you are going around acting like you are more important than everybody, acting like you know it all, acting like basically acting like you are omnipotent, acting like you are all knowing. The only one that is all knowing last time I checked is God himself, the creator of all things, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the ultimate. 
That's the that's the only one that knows all things. So you have to check yourself when you are walking around acting like you know it all, acting like you're better than people. That's being prideful. Another the other one was disdainful. Is an is a sub um is a part of the meaning of prideful. Disdainful is meaning showing contempt or lack of respect. Showing contempt or lack of respect. So if you are walking around prideful, you're not just acting like you're better than other people. That means that you have a lack of respect for other people. You have a lack of respect of what of others others' wisdom. You have a lack of respect of what they can bring to the table. You think that nobody else is wise but you. And that is definitely false. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 through 19. Proverbs 16, verse 18 through 19. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud, haughty, and arrogant. So if you are prideful, if you're prideful, that means you are on the road to destruction. You're on the road to destruction. And it's saying that you are basically putting yourself in a place that you are easily going to fall. You're easily going to fall. Why? Because you can't nobody tell you nothing. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You know, say if, you know, say you're walking down the street and you see cars are coming. You see that truck ahead. Somebody sees that truck ahead and they're telling you, watch out, watch out, watch out. Danger ahead. But you're like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't see it. Blah, blah, blah. It's not there. But clearly everybody else sees it but you. But because you think you know it all, because you because you are you fell and you're blinded to what's lying ahead of you and you don't want to listen to nobody, you are about to fall and get into a clear accident and get yourself hurt along the way. Because you don't want to listen to nobody but yourself. And that's the thing, and this is why God tied this to being feeling having a feeling of unqualified, because if you have the feeling of being unqualified, you know. Maybe, just maybe, you're unteachable. How are you going to be able to know or even know how to go about fulfilling God's purpose for your life if you cannot, if God can't teach you anything? If you're prideful and you think that you know everything. And this is why God is checking us tonight because He's saying, Listen, I want to use you. I've already said that you're qualified for the for the uh task. I already said that you're qualified for the journey. But if you're not willing to be teachable, if you're not willing to, to let your put your pride aside, then I can't use you. Then I can't use you for my glory. And the thing is, God's will is going to be done with or without us. Don't get to the point that you think that, oh, well, God got to use me. Why? Because I can sing. Why? Because I can dance. Why? Because I can cook. Why? Because I can preach. Last time I checked, the word of God says gifts and talents are given without repentance. So, yeah, you may be gifted. Yeah, you may be talented. But does not mean, that does not mean that God has your grace. God has his grace over your life. So, don't, mis don't misconstrue and misinterpret 
the fact that you're gifted and you're talented and saying that, you know, God has to listen. That mentality will get you straight into hell. Exactly the same way Lucifer, a.k.a. the devil, Satan, got himself in eternal damnation. Is because he thought that just because he was the minister of music, he was the, you know, he was an angel before he was sent into, you know, hell for eternal damnation. He thought that, oh, well, God has to use me and that he was better than everybody else. And that just because he was a minstrel and all of that, that, you know, God can't get rid of me. And God showed them. He listened. Since you don't want to be humble, I'm going to humble you myself. And he kicked them straight out of heaven. So you don't want to have that mentality. That mentality is not of God. That prideful mentality is not of God. And God is not going to use anybody that has pride. God's grace is not going to be on anybody that has pride. Let's go to the next point. Or next scripture rather. Let's go to Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says for the for by the grace of God given to me I say to every one of you not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and ability than he ought to think but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. Again, it says, for by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and ability than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. So God says in his word to so don't think more highly of yourself than you should be. Don't allow your gifts to get you big headed. Don't allow the accolades of people to cause you to think that you're better than them. To cause you to be disrespectful and not have respect for other people. To cause you to be loud mouthing other people because you don't want to be humble. Because you have a prideful spirit. An unteachable spirit. You have to check that. Next point. Signs that prove you're unteachable. Number two. Is being self-absorbed. If you are unteachable, a sign is the sign to let you know that is you, if you are self-absorbed. If you're self-absorbed, meaning that you, the only person you care about is yourself. Everything is about you. If it's not revolving around you, then you don't care about it. So that means you don't care about people. You don't care about your family. You don't care about the, the health of others. You don't care about the nature of other. No, you don't care about nothing. You don't care about your community. You don't care about the, your co-workers, your school, you know, your classmates. You don't care about nobody. You, so if you don't care about nobody else, then you definitely don't care about God. You can't say, oh, well, I love God. You can't clearly love God if you don't love others. You're like, well, yes, I do. No, you don't. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because it talks about the two commandments. The two first commandments is love God and honor him and love others as you love yourself. Those are the two commandments. First two commandments. Love God, honor him 
and love others that so ah uh, thank you jesus love others more than you love yourself so it's no way that you saying that you love god but you don't love people it's no way that you're saying that you love god and you don't love people Sorry to tell you. So number two again, signs to prove that you're unteachable, meaning that you are self-absorbed. Everything has to revolve around your wor world. So let's go to Philippians chapter two, verse three through four. Philippians chapter two, verse three through four. And I'm reading from the New International Version. <clears throat> it says, do nothing. Give me one moment. Here we go. It says, do nothing. Out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests. But each of you to the interests of the others. So don't walk around with selfish ambition. And make sure that you're not looking into your own interests. But to the interests of others. What we need to understand is that we were not created for ourselves. We were not created for ourselves. The gifts that was given to us by God, the purpose that we have is not for ourselves. We reap the rewards of being obedient and following and, and walking in purpose. But our purpose is not for ourselves. Our purpose is to be a blessing to other people. Be a blessing to other people. That's why it's important not to be self-absorbed. Because you're self-absorbed, that means that you're not being trying to be a blessing to other people. You're trying to get gain for yourself. And that's not what the purpose is for. That's not what the purpose of God is for for our lives. You can't be self-absorbed and still in trying to do purpose. And have the focus of purpose. There's no way. They're the complete opposites of each other. Next point. Signs that prove you're unteachable. Number three. You're easily offended. You are easily offended if you are unteachable. That means you are easily offended at any time somebody tries to tell you something. You're like, uh, you know what you're talking about. No, no, no. Like you like every time no, nobody can talk to you like at any given moment. And you think that if somebody is trying to correct you, that they're coming at you, they're coming at your neck or, you know, they trying to, um, they trying to come at your character. But no, they're just trying to help you out. And maybe they have some wisdom that you need that can help help you along the road. But because you feel so easily offended, you can't get no advice from nobody else. You can't hear what nobody else is saying. Maybe that person has experienced some things in their life that can help you so that you don't have to cross those paths that they have. Maybe as an entrepreneur... They may have experienced some things about, you know, having a business and may they have a successful business. And because they have successful business, they want to help you as, as being a person that wants to go along that road. But because you think you know it all, you have, you have never even opened a business before. You don't even know where to start. But God sent somebody who was wise along your way to help you out. Because you think that they're trying to come against you. That's because you think they're trying to may, maybe be controlling or trying to, you know, rain on your parade or whatever the case may be. You don't want to listen to their advice. You don't want to be humble. 
and take heed to the to the wisdom that God has allowed you to come upon. Be mindful of that. So again, the characteristics, I'm sorry, let's go to Proverbs 12, verse 16, Amplified Version. One moment, there we go. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 16. Wait, no, that's not one moment. Proverbs 12, verse 16, sorry. And it says, the arrogant fool's anger is quickly known because he lacks self-control and common sense. But a prudent man ignores and insults. Again, the arrogant fool's anger is quickly known. Why? Because he lacks self-control and common sense. But a prudent man ignores and insults. So, somebody who is prudent, somebody who is... Um, who is focused on God, somebody who is not easily dismayed by what people are saying. If somebody has something to say, it's not saying that, you know, because words do hurt. When people say certain things, they, they, you know, we're fleshly beings. So, yeah, they may hurt. Hi, Martin. Yeah, they may hurt. But don't allow yourself to be affected by it. Don't allow, especially if you know what God has told you, especially if you know that, um, that whatever they're saying is going against what God has said you are. Then you shouldn't be affected by it. Why? Because listen, whatever that person said doesn't line up with God's word. So why are you allowing yourself to be influenced by what that person is saying? If they said that you're ugly and God says you're beautiful, why are you listening to the, what they saying? If God, if they saying that you're broke and God said that you are wealthy, then why are you listening to what they're saying? If they're saying that you will remain sick, but God says you're healed, then why are you listening and allowing yourself to be easily offended by what people are saying and be insulted? If whatever that person has said is not lining up with the word of God, don't allow yourself to be easily offended by the words that people come, that are said out of people's mouths. Especially if God didn't say that it's a part of your making, a part of who you are. As a man or woman of God, as his daughter or son. Say whatever that person says, listen. Go to God in prayer. If you are offended, because listen, you're, you may be offended by it, you know, or feel some type of way. Go to God in prayer. Say, Lord, I didn't like what they said. Go to him in prayer. Don't allow that. Listen, don't allow that, that um, feeling to fester in your heart. Because then it can grow into something bigger than, than it actually needs to be. So go to God and say, Lord, I didn't like what they said. And then God can give you the comfort that you need and give you the reassurance that you need to let you know that whatever they said is not a part of what, of what he said you are and who he said you are. And once you get that clarification and a reassurance from God, keep moving. Pray for that person that may you know have said something about you. Forgive them and keep moving forward. There's too much work to be done. There's too much stuff, you know, too much purpose to be done for the help and advance God's kingdom to be focused on naysayers, to be focusing on people that are not even supposed to be a part of um, God's will for your life. Keep moving. Keep focusing on God. Because the, the thing is, if people are talking about you, that's a clear indication that, that you are fulfilling God's purpose. 
Because people want to talk about you. People want to, you know, come against, you know, especially when you're being obedient, God, especially when you're following Christ. People going to say, oh, they just, you know, they just, um, they, they all about Jesus. Like, you know, they think they better than, they want to say to you that you think you better than everybody. Just because you following Christ, just because you being obedient. And because they not following him, because they not doing the will of God. They coming at you because you are following Christ. So, of course, they're going to come at you because you are fulfilling and gotten the enemy. The devil is using them to try to get you all focused, to try to get you to start focusing on what they're saying and, and get you out of character. And then you focus it on them and then you starting to cuss them out and use the profanity and doing all this stuff, getting yourself in altercations. But if you would have just went to God in prayer and say, Lord, help me, because I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, you don't have the temptation of telling people off. Because the reality of the matter, listen, if I can be honest and truthful myself, my mouth is ruthless. But I don't have and I don't submit, you know, this tongue to God. It can say some things out of my mouth that is not of God. And because I know that and you have to be aware of your weakness. Be aware of your weakness. If you know your mouth is a problem, go to God and say, Lord, I need you. And if somebody is, is coming at your neck or somebody's saying some foul stuff out of their mouth, go to God and say, Lord, I need you to help me. Because you know how I am. You know how my mouth is. And God, I need you to help me. And when you go to God in prayer, the word of God says he will give you a way of escape. Flee. Run away. Run away. Run away. Listen, I know it's not easy, but it's going to be worth it when you follow God and you're obedient to him. Let's go to the next thing. So again, signs that prove that you're unteachable is meaning that you're prideful. You're self-absorbed and you're easily offended. And you're easily offended. A quote that I found that stuck out to me concerning being unteachable, I want to read it. It says, the day you become unteachable is the day that you stop growing. And it's by right Thurston. The day you become unteachable is the day you stop growing by right Thurston. Let ponder on that. If you are not teachable, that means that your growth, the moment you stop being able to learn, being able to be taught, is the moment you stop growing. You thinking you're going somewhere, but no, mentally, spiritually, physically, you listen, you stopped. You stopped growing. Why? Because you didn't want to listen to nobody. You didn't want to listen to God. Let's talk about that. You want to listen to God first and foremost. And you didn't want to listen to the people that God is sending your way to help you out along your journey. Oh, next thing I want to get into now that we know about signs that prove that we're unteachable, I want to get into um, uh, seven things that will help repair an unteachable spirit. Seven things that will un help repair an unteachable spirit. First and foremost, in order to repair an unteachable spirit, number one, you must admit that you're unteachable and need and you need help. In order for you to be your unteachable spirit or your spirit to be um, repaired from being unteachable, you have to admit that you're unteachable and that you clearly need help. 
until you recognize that, until you, if you are still in denial for the fact that, you know, you're thinking that you, that, you know, know that I can be teachable, but you're still walking around arrogant, you're still walking around prideful, you're still walking around self-absorbed, you're not going to be able to get the help that you need. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. I'm reading from the New International Version. Proverbs 28, verse 13. I'm reading from the New International Version. <clears throat> it says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Again, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So if you holding on to your sins and you sitting around acting like, you know, you're goody two shoes, acting like that you don't sin, acting like you basically Jesus Christ. And the only one who was not, who has never committed a sin is Jesus Christ himself. And if you're walking around acting like you never committed a sin, the word of God says you will not prosper. But if you would actually confess and renounce it, renounce means that never go back to it, basically repenting for your actions, God will show you mercy. So if you have been walking around unteachable and been living this lifestyle of not uh, being prideful and being self-absorbed, the first thing you need to do is admit it. Admit it and, and, and ask God for help and he will show you mercy. Number two, how to repair an unteachable spirit. Surrender to God. Surrender to God. What does surrender mean? To submit. Basically, submit means that you're giving control to God. That you're telling God that, God, I give you my life. God, whatever it is you want to do in my life, God, I give you control. God, why? Because you you are the father god you are my guide g-u-i-d-e you are my guide you're the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path god you lead me the step of the way so god i submit myself i surrender myself unto you god because you know what my future holds god you know what tomorrow brings so god i give you utter control over my life that is the way to another number step number two is surrender to God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 28. And I'm going to read from the Message Bible. The Message Bible. Matthew 16, 24 through 28. And I read from the Message Bible. <clears throat> it says, Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? Don't be in such a hurry to go into business for yourself. Before you know it, the Son of Man will arrive with all the splendor of his Father, accompanied by an army of angels. You'll get everything you have coming to you, a personal gift. This isn't pie in the sky by and by. 
Some of you standing here are going to see it take place. See the son of man in kingdom glory. So God is saying that it's important that we not go around acting like uh, we're in control. For one, God says, he says, if anyone intends to come with me, allow him to lead. Allow God to lead. Why? Because God is in the driver's seat. If you are letting anybody else in the driver's seat, but God, you are in the wrong. If you're letting people in the driver's seat, that means that you're basically putting them before God. If you're letting your job be in the driver's seat, if you're letting a relationship, if you're letting, you know, anything, money. Hi, Lexi. If you're letting anything in the driver's seat, the only person, only one that needs to be in the driver's seat is God himself. Why? Because he is in control over our lives. God is in control. And that's what God wants us to do. In order for us to, again, number two, in order for us to treat and to repair, rather, repair an unteachable spirit, is to surrender to God. After you admit that you're wrong, surrender to him. Repent for your wrongdoings. Allow God to be head over your life, to be in the driver's seat. Moving yourself out of the way. Number three, how to repair an unteachable spirit. Have cons a consistent prayer life. Have a consistent prayer life. Prayer is everything. Prayer is everything when it comes to having a relationship with Christ. Why? Because prayer is our communication with God. I know I talk about this all the time, but prayer is essential. It's essential in our walk with Christ. If you do not pray, you are putting yourself in a position to fall. To fall into temptation. Listen, the word of God says we all fall short of God's glory. But don't allow yourself to, to get into a place where you are easily falling into temptation. Prayer gives us strength. Prayer gives us peace. Prayer gives us uh, clarification. Prayer gives us confirmation. Prayer gives us direction. Prayer gives us peace in the midst of the storm. Prayer gives us joy for tomorrow. Prayer. Prayer. It helps us not to worry. Prayer. Prayer is our communication with the Father. So yes, if you are trying to be teachable, prayer is necessary. It's necessary. Why? Because when you pray to God, prayer is basically simply talking to God. Yes, there are moments when you have to go in deep intercession and you have to truly pray because the enemy could be attacking your mind. He could be attacking you from left and right and you truly got to go deep in it. But then there are moments where you're simply talking to God saying, Lord, how are you today? You're in the grocery store and you're like, you know, you just, Lord God, you know, somebody, listen, I, I said this before, but that, this six feet thing, it tries my patience because I already don't like people invading my space. Is the reason why I don't like the shop in stores because I don't like people invading my space. So when people invade my space with the six feet rule, it easily gets me into a place where I'm like, God, I need you to help me. Because I get irritated when people don't follow the six feet rule. Like, why are you in my space? We are in a pandemic, people. Why are we not abiding by these rules? So listen, I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. But listen, that thing right there can easily get me a place of being irritable. Irritable. So yes, even in the grocery store, whatever store, I'm like, God, please help me. Lord, help me not to say anything out my mouth. 
nor help me not to catch an attitude, nor help me to turn the other cheek. You know, simply talking to him within myself to help keep me self-control, having temperament, not being easily offended by people when they don't follow the rules. I can't control other people's actions, but I can ask God to help control my actions. Can't control people. But if you surrender and surrender yourself to God, he can help you. Help you. His God says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So where you are weak, God is strong. And he will help you. He will help you along the way. So having a consistent prayer life. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, the Amplified Version. It says, Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So the word of God is saying be unceasing. Basically, never stop. Be persistent. Always come to God in prayer. Nothing too big, nothing too small. Go to God in prayer for it. No, it doesn't have to be deep. And you have to be, God, cannot go to the bathroom. Lord, cannot go to, no, it don't have to be that deep for everything. But go to God in prayer. Can talk to him consistently all throughout the day. All throughout the day, say, Lord, what is it that you want to do? You can go somewhere. Maybe God is wanting to use you to be a blessing to other people. And as you, you know, you walk in, you're talking with him. And he say, listen, I want you to be a blessing to them. Pay for their groceries. And out of the kindness of your heart and out of the obedience to God, you do just that. Why? Because you're surrendered. You're surrendered to God. You're obedient to him. Next point. And you have a consistent prayer life. Number four. How to repair an unteachable spirit. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. We talked about pride being prideful earlier. Signs of being unteachable. The opposite of prideful is being humble. Being humble. Having humility is basically, you know, how being prideful is saying that, you know, you're thinking that you know everything. And you're walking around with, you know, um, being disrespectful to others. But when you're humble, when you're humble, you're teachable. When you're humble, you realize that, you know, your life is not your own. To you, to God, I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you, God. Why? Because I know I can't do this by myself. Why, God? Because I know, God, without you, I am nothing. But God, with you, God, all things are possible. Knowing that you can't do nothing without God's help. Being humble. Knowing that God, that there's people that know more than you. There's always one, at least one person that knows more than you. At least one. Knowing that. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Let's go to James chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. And I'm reading from the New International Version. James 3, verse 13 through 17, the New International Version. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from the 
down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Verse 17 says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So God is saying that if you want to have wisdom, thank you, Lexi, for typing that up. If God is saying if you want to have wisdom, it's important to be humble. You're not going to be able to gain any wisdom if if uh, if you're prideful and you don't want to learn. You have to be humble. And having humility and wisdom is pure, peace-loving, considerate. There goes that word submissive. In other words, being surrendered, full of mercy and good. My God, be humble. That's another way to repair. Repair an unteachable spirit. Number five. We got three more here. So we're seven points on how to repair an unteachable spirit. Number five. Do more for others than yourself. Do more for others than yourself. We talked about that a little bit earlier. How, you know, a sign to prove that you're unteachable is that you're self-absorbed. Meaning that everything is about yourself. But if you are trying to repair an unteachable spirit, you must do more for other people than you would do for yourself. First Corinthians, let's go there. First Corinthians 10, verse 24. And I'm reading from the New International Version. First Corinthians 10, verse 24. And I'm reading from the New International Version. It says, no one should seek their own good, but the good of others. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. What did I say earlier? We were not created for ourselves. God did not give us our gifts and talents for ourselves. God gave us these gifts and talents. God created us for a purpose to be a blessing to other people, to help advance his kingdom through the gifts that he's given us. How do we help advance the kingdom of God? By grabbing souls, by spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our first mandate, mm, thank you, Jesus. Our first mandate is to be a light in the midst of darkness, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to grab souls, telling the world the only way through God is through Jesus Christ, the one that shed his blood, the one that died on the cross for our sins, the one that made the, the most selfless act of dying on the cross and shedding his blood for you and me. And even with our disobedient, reckless selves. God left us so unconditionally that he sent his only begotten son down to save a wretch like you and me. To save a wretch like you and me. My God. Jesus is the perfect Jesus is a perfect example of how to be selfless. How to be selfless. How to care about other people. I'm sure there were moments in that Jesus, especially in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was like, listen, this is too hard. When he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he said, This is too hard. Before he went to the you know the cross and went, you know, on the hill on Calvary. 
He was like, Lord, take this cup from me. But Lord, whatever your will, even though Jesus said, right after Jesus said, Lord, take this cup from me. Even right after that, Jesus said, Lord, whatever thy will be, I will do it. Even though, God, eh, even though he was weak in his body, he still was willing because of the love that he had for us. He was willing to still get out of himself and be a uh, care about our being. Even though that was so many years ago, he thought about you and me, even though we, we were not even formed in our mother's womb. Jesus thought about me, you and me saving our lives so that we can have eternal life. My God. Jesus, have your way, Holy Spirit. No one again, no one should seek their own good, but the good of others. And what I was referencing earlier, talking about those two commandments. Let's go to Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31. The New King James Version. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it says, and you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Verse 31 says, and the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. My God. That's how important it is. That's how important it is to love other people. That's how important it is to be selfless. Word of God says the first commandment and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. 31 says in the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. No other commandments. Those two. So if you are self-absorbed, you are going against God's commandments. If you are prideful, you're going against God's commandments. You have to watch that. So. How to repair an unteachable spirit again was... Do more for others than yourself. Number six. Be obedient to God. Be obedient to God. In order to be teachable. To repair your unteachable spirit. You have to be obedient to God. You have to be obedient to God. Whatever. And I know. There more than likely than none. The things that God leads you to do. Is not going to be something that you would normally do. Out of yourself. And that's, that is a clear indication that this is God leading you to do it. Because you're like, what? Like, it's not pleasing to your flesh, you know. It's, it's getting you out of your comfort zone. It's getting you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Say things you know, wouldn't normally say. Talk to people you wouldn't normally talk to. Why? Because God wants to use you for his glory. And every and anytime God is leading you to do something, it's to advance the kingdom of God. Through your life. That is why God leads us to do things. Let's go to James chapter 1. Verse 22 through 25. James chapter 1. 
verse 22 through 25. <clears throat> and I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version. And it says, But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Verse 23 says, For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. My God, Jesus, in my Pastor Tracy's voice, my God, God is saying to be obedient. And don't just hear what God has to say and not apply it to your life. Because if you're just hearing and not applying it to your life and not being a doer of the word, it's going in one ear, not the other. One ear, not the other. And a lot of us, you know, you have to be careful. And, you know, because there's, there's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, people that's doing lives. And I mentioned that earlier. There's a lot of people doing lives. And, you know, it's a lot of wisdom, you know, being on the uh, social media platform, on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, Twitter and all these great platforms, YouTube. And don't consume so much and not apply it to your life. Anytime you are consuming the word of God, you need to walk in it and listen to it with the intention Intention, I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N. Intention on applying it to your life. Whatever you listen to, listen to it with the mindset that, okay, I realize that this word of God is going to be beneficial to my life. And I'm going to use it, apply it. I'm not saying that every part of it, but if you're actually taking the time out to listen to that word, and if God is leading you to listen to that word, then use it, grab it, a hold to it, and apply it to your life. It's not just meant for you to just watch for sake like it's TV. And like, oh, okay, what's next on the channel? You just flipping through all of these lives. And, oh, okay, that, that looks good to, to listen to for the moment. And you don't actually apply it to your life. You probably don't even recognize, you know, what they actually are saying. It's just something to, you know, entertain you for the moment being. It's not for the word of God is not meant for your entertainment. It's meant for the benefit of your life. The benefit of the journey of uh, that journey that God is leading you on. I'm not here for your entertainment. I'm here out of obedience for God. That when that my prayer is that when you guys listen and when you guys watch me every week. That you are actually taking the word that God is and, and um. Download it unto me to give to you and you actually apply it to your life. To not just allow the words to go in one ear and not the other. But no, take heed. Take the tools that God has given us. 
and apply it to your life so that you can be a better woman of men of God. Listen, this word that God has given me, I've already like, okay, God, I'm listening to it. I'm applying it to my life. Just because I'm the messenger does not mean that I am, um, that I am, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That I'm not, you know, able to learn. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that I'm not able to learn from that. No, I'm learning from this lesson first and then I'm able to apply it to my life and to be able to teach you guys. This is the way that, that God, you know, moves through messengers and teachers and pastors and prophets and whoever the men and men and women of God that he uses to teach his word. Apply it to your life. Be obedient to God's word. Last point. How to repair an unteachable spirit. Be willing to serve. Be willing to serve. You gain wisdom from serving. You gain so much wisdom from serving. And when you're saying like serving, meaning that being a servant, meaning, okay, when you are first and foremost, when you are surrendered to God, you're willing to be used for his glory. Being a servant. If there's ministries in your church, I know that. Um, you know that we are not in the buildings right now But you know if we were in the buildings, you know dance whatever ministry it is And even if you are online, there's different things you can do ask your pastors like no They were not in the building. Is there anything that I can do to help? To help make sure that the word gets out them help make sure that you know Make sure that everything is smooth that if there's any knowledge that God has given you in any any um, aspect that will help You know the word God's God's um, the gospel of Jesus Christ be spread out Then allow yourself to serve allow yourself to be humble allow yourself to be diligent allow yourself Allow yourself to be used for God's glory Allow yourself to be served a servant because it doesn't matter if you have a title or not. We are all created to be a servant of God. We are all created to be a servant of God. If I don't ever receive a title in my life, I am well, huh, I am well okay with knowing that I am a servant of God. I am a servant of God. Why? Because when you know that you are a servant of God, you know that you are fulfilling God's work. You know that you are fulfilling the purpose of God. You know that you are in God's will. You know that you are in the alignment of God. You know that you're helping because when you're a servant of God, your focus is not on yourself. Your focus is on people. Your focus is on how can I be a blessing to people? How can I help others? Why? Because of what again? The second commandment that's, that's important is saying love others more than you love yourself. How can I be a blessing to God? When you wake up in the morning, first and foremost, Lord, how can I help you, Father? Lord, what can I do to be, to, to be used for your glory? And then, Lord, God, how can I be a blessing to others through my life, through the gifts things that you've given me? That needs to be our focus. This is how you become teachable. This is how you become repair an unteachable spirit. Let's go to the last passage. Let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 41 through 45, 45. Mark 10, 41 through 45. And I read from the um, message Bible. It says, when the other ten heard of this conversation, they lost their tempers with James and John. Jesus got them together to settle things down. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. 
One second, guys. I'm going to pause for a moment while I restart Instagram. Make sure that everybody get this word. Instagram's a little limited with the live, but you know, to God be the glory. All right, welcome back, Instagram. Let's continue with the word. Let's go back over again. Again, Mark chapter 10, verse 41 through 45. When the other 10 heard of this conversation, they lost their tempers with James and John. Jesus got them together to settle things down. You observe how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. And it's talking about not actually being a slave, but slave and servant is, is you know, saying being, being willing and being humble um, to be able to serve others. Slave is not a, a negative connotation in this context. That, and continue on, it says, that is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served. And then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. What did I mention earlier? That Jesus Christ, whew, the only, the only reason why Jesus, came down because he's a part of the trinity jesus is human the human form of god human form of god the only reason why jesus came down in human flesh is to serve is to serve to save a wretch like you and me it says to give his life in exchange for many who are held hostage before we accept jesus christ as lord and savior we are held hostage spiritually we're not free but when you accept jesus christ as lord and savior we are free from eternal damnation we have redemption we have salvation we have freedom we have deliverance we have comfort we have healing we have all these things we have the benefits of being heir to the king oh, to the throne of god Woo! my god so let's go over these points last one more time. How to repair an unteachable spirit. Number one, admit that you're unteachable and you need help. Number two, surrender to God. Number three, have a consistent prayer life. Number four, humble yourself. Number five, do more for others than yourself. Number six, be obedient to God. And number seven, be willing to serve. Those are the seven points of how to repair an unteachable spirit. And remember the quote that I read earlier, the day you become unteachable is the day that you stop growing. So if you want to remember, if you want to grow, if you want to be wise, you must be teachable. You must be teachable. You must be humble. You must have a consistent prayer life. You must do more for others than yourself. You must be obedient to God. And you must be willing to serve. Must be willing to serve. It's important. And especially in these last days. It's important. That you not walk around and act like you have it all together. 
and act like he don't need God. Because listen, I don't know about you, but I need God in all areas of my life. I can't do anything without God and I don't want to. I don't want to do nothing without Jesus. Why? Because I tried it on my own and I failed. But with God, uh, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. You can do it. Uh, you can do exceedingly, abundantly. God will do it for you. If you let him. If you give him your life. If you surrender unto him, he will do it for you. If you believe. So I want to pray for you. That God help you. For those of you that may have been struggling. And realize that after. That after you. That after you know listening. Or watching this podcast. That you realize that you have. Had a prideful you know attitude. That you have been self-absorbed. That you may be easily offended. But the wonderful thing is. Hmm. That when you repent and when you surrender to God and ask God for forgiveness, he will wipe the slate clean and he will give you a fresh start to do it right. So my prayer tonight, Holy Spirit, I pray, Father God, I pray, Father God, that you will help each and every one of us. Help us, Father God, to remain teachable. Help us, Father God, to remain. Help us to remain, God, humble. Help us, Father God, to remain, Father God, having a servant heart, God, to have a heart. God after you God to have a heart for people Father God God I ask the Father God If there is anything in our lives Father God That is causing us to have an unteachable spirit That is causing us to walk around with pride God That is causing us to God to walk around Father God With such a attitude God of being self absorbed God And causing us God to walk around being disrespectful God I ask Father God that you will help us Father Deal with us, Father God. There may be some things that have happened to us in our past that has caused us, God, to have a wall up, Father. Causing us, God, to have a wall up, God, because maybe people, God, have disappointed us. Maybe people have let us down. Maybe people have abandoned us. Maybe people have rejected us and caused us, God, to have a wall up, God, to cause us, God, to um, pit people, God, at arm's length. But Holy Spirit, I ask that you deal with the deal with our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Deal with our heart, God. Deal with us, God. So cause this, God, for those God are walking around, God, with an unforgiving, with unforgiveness in their heart, God. May they let it go and allow you, God, to heal them. May they forgive those that may have hurt them. May they forgive those that may have offended them, Father. And God, after they forgive them, God, that you deal with the broken wound, Father. Heal them. Heal them, Father God. And God, give them the strength to move forward. Give them the strength to, to keep pushing, Father. Because the work that needs to be done. Father God, and I ask that you are reunite the passion. Reunite the fire that lives in them, God. Holy Spirit, reunite the fire. Reunite the fire, God. The fire that was in them, Father God. The passion that was in them, Father God. To do your will. To do it your way, Father. And they may have lost it along the way, God. Because... Of God this situation because of circumstances that allowed them God to to be prideful to allow them father God to be all about themselves but God I thank you father God that no longer no longer father God would they be unteachable God but they God will remain they will be humble God that they will be willing to serve father that they will have God increase their prayer life in the mighty name of Jesus 
that they will surrender their lives unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. They will be obedient to your will and to your way, obedient to your word. Then they will apply the word of God to their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you. And God, when they surrender their lives, Father, God, when they surrender to you, Father God, and see what it is that you want to, to do, God, through them to help advance your kingdom. God, we give you glory for giving us another chance to get it right. We give you glory, Father God, because we're none of us are perfect. But Father God, you give us grace and you give us mercy. You give us grace and you give us mercy because you know we fall short of your glory. But God, I thank you, God, for forgiveness. I thank you, God, for another chance to do your will. Holy Spirit, thank you. We thank you, God, for strengthening us right now in the name of Jesus. We surrender our lives, God, to, to help God advance your kingdom and your blessings to other people more than ourselves. We thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you guys for watching. I do want to extend the prayer of salvation and rededication for those of you that may not know Christ or may have a relationship with Christ. I'm going to first extend salvation to those that may have not known Christ. And you want to receive a relationship with them after watching or listening to this podcast. You realize that you have had a prideful heart. And you realize that you need Jesus in your life. And because you don't have Jesus in your life, you do have a wall up because people have hurt you. People have hurt you. But I'll tell you one thing. Having Jesus in your life and accepting him as Lord and Savior is the best thing that you can ever do. Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. And he's here with open arms. With open arms. Ready to come into your life if you are willing to accept him in your life. And if you are ready. I encourage you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. I realize, Jesus, that I need you in my life. God, I believe. I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose on the third day so I can have life. And have it more abundantly. And have, live life eternally. Jesus, I ask that you wash me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I surrender my life to you, and I will serve you all the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that wonderful prayer, welcome into the body of Christ. Welcome. The best decision you could ever make. You are now, huh, you are now an heir to the throne. Welcome. Jesus loves you. And this is the beginning to a fresh new start. For those of you that once knew God, once knew Jesus, and had a relationship with him, but along the road, you allow circumstances and allow yourself to get a prideful heart. Because the people maybe hurt you, maybe people in the church have talked about you and it caused you to have a wall up and caused you to, to not even want to listen to anything that anybody has to say. And you've been feeling God tugging at your heart for you to come back because of your pride. You've allowed yourself to get out of the grace of God. Because of your pride, you allowed yourself to stay away from God and have a relationship with Christ. But he's calling you, whoever you are. Jesus is calling you. 
He said, daughter, son, I'm here with open arms. And I'm, well, I'm waiting for you to come back to me. It's not too late. It's not too late. Come on home. I love you. Jesus said he loves you. and He's here. He's a forgiving God. And if you're ready to come back to him, ready to make things right, I encourage you to say this wonderful prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for turning my back on you. I realized that I need you in my life. I tried to do it on my own and I failed. Jesus, come back into my life. Forgive me for my wrongdoings. I already know that you died on the cross of my sins and rose on the third day so I can have life eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance. Thank you, Jesus. I ask that you cleanse me, wash me, make me whole and give me another chance to do it the right way. I surrender my life to you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of rededication, welcome back, prodigal son and daughter. Welcome back into the body of Christ. Fresh start. Fresh new start. And if you made that step, forgive yourself. Because whatever you've done in your past, God has forgiven you. And don't allow the devil to convince you that God is going to hold that God is going to hold that over your head. God loves you. And it's time to move forward. He loves you. I love you too. I pray that you guys were encouraged, uplifted. I pray that you continue to allow God to uh, help you along this path. Allow God to continue to, um, to help you along this journey. I know it's not easy. And if you need prayer, please inbox me. Please message me. I'm always here and you can comment under this post. And if you're listening on the podcast, um, you can go to Facebook, um, Trainee Sharp, or you go to my uh, Instagram, I underscore imperfectly, I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. And you can inbox me in there on my Instagram. Please do not think that you're by yourself. Do not think that you're by yourself. We are in this together. All right, guys. So until next time on the Perfectly Perfect Live. I will see you guys next week. Bye.